Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Don English Podcast. I'm coming to you today from Barcelona, Spain. So, yes, I have moved again. I really hope you are enjoying these episodes and are able to absorb all the new words that I have been bringing you. And also, Please remember to send me a message if you are interested in a more intensive approach, which I mean uh, taking classes with me. If you would like to have a transcription or the text, or to simply give me an idea of a topic you would like to hear. So if you haven't guessed already from the title today, I will be telling you about how I started to travel in that tiny little push I was given to leave the USA forever and to start to travel the world. Now, without further ado, let's jump right in. So I was very lucky to be raised around a lot of different cultures when I was growing up. On my mom's side of the family, we still have contact with Danish family members, so people from Denmark, which made the idea of foreign countries and travel normal to me. One of my aunts also married a Lebanese man. He was Lebanese American. I remember we used to go to his parents' house in the summertime and fill our faces with delicious, delicious Lebanese food. And that was definitely one of my favorite parts of summertime. My, my grandfather, from my dad's side, used to travel to Sicily when he was younger. So he was filled with stories as well. Especially a lot about food. If you haven't noticed, I love food. I will talk about food a lot because food is important to me and it's also very important to a lot of my family members. And on another side note, we apparently also still have family living in Sicily. I even tried to find them, but I failed. And that will be a story for another time though. And there was even a time that we had exchange students from Spain stay with us in the house. So as you can see, I was very open to the world outside of my tiny country that is called the USA. Um, so my first trip out of the country was when I was 10 years old. I was super duper lucky to be able to go abroad at such a young age. My mom was going to run a marathon in Paris, actually. And she had one extra free plane ticket. But there were two of us, my sister and I. So we had to battle for the ticket. The winner got the ticket, but... <laughs> This did not happen. We were super lucky. 
to have a very supportive family who actually bought another ticket for us. So there I was, a 10-year-old about to go to Paris, the city of love. Was my 10-year-old heart going to find true love? Because you know the saying, love has no age. Was I going to get a beret? Maybe get drunk? Only time would tell. Only time would tell. Now, when I was younger, there was a saying that we heard a lot in the schools and in movies. America, where the streets are paved with gold. Now, I don't know what they were talking about unless they meant golden mustard, but I had yet to see gold in, around, or even close to a street in the USA. This is, of course, excluding jewelry shops, so not counting jewelry shops. The first thing that blew my mind or surprised me about Paris were the old streets and buildings. They were so beautiful, majestic, big. And some of the streets were even made from cobblestones. So like, kind of like bricks, but rocks, you know, not a concrete street. This was beautiful. And there was some buildings that actually looked like they had real gold on top of it. So I was really confused about the saying, America, where the streets are paved with gold. Because here I was, a little 10-year-old traveler in France, and it looked like they actually had gold in the streets. So we have a saying in English that is seeing is believing. So for me, I thought France was the real deal or the real one with gold. I, I also remember seeing the original miniature. So the, the original mini version of the Statue of Liberty. It, it was so beautiful and to think it was just outside. It, it was amazing. France. The smell of baguette. The smells of all of the delicious pastries. And of course, the occasional fresh dog poo that wasn't going to be picked up by the owner. <laughs> this was all so new to me. So different. So exciting. Something else that really blew my mind, and I mean really blew my mind, was when I walked by a chocolate shop. They actually had a fountain that had chocolate coming out of it. What is that? Oh my god. I was completely overcome with excitement. I planted or pushed my face against the window 
and I had this very vivid, very visual image of me come to my head. I was laying down with my head resting on the fountain and just letting the chocolate flow into my mouth. I was in love with Paris. I had seen very little, but this was enough. Even as a 10-year-old, I was ready to leave <laughs> because of a chocolate fountain. Um, it was the land of dreams for me. And speaking of dreams, there was one night at a restaurant where a waiter was serving wine, keyword here, wine, to everyone, and he came up to me and asked me if I wanted some with a big grin or a big smile on his face. My mother, of course, said no, but YOLO. If you don't know what YOLO means, uh, it means you only live once. It already existed back in the 90s, and all of the other runners told her, calm down, it's okay, it's just one glass. Nothing bad is going to happen. He won't get drunk. So my mom finally said yes. So there I was again, a 10-year-old boy in a French restaurant about to try his first glass of wine ever. And not just to taste a tiny sip, because I, I have had tiny little sips of wine before. But this time, I got the whole glass. And wow, was it delicious. Oh, it, for me, it was like the most epic grape juice I had ever had. Because obviously, grape juice doesn't change how you feel. <laughs> and this did. Was I drunk? Probably not. Um, was I tipsy? Tipsy is the state before drunk, when you're very happy. And this, we could say, yes, I was probably tipsy. But I, to be honest, I thought I was just a overly joyous 10-year-old having a lot of fun. So it was an amazing experience. Amazing. So a few days before we left... We did a bus tour. There was a point in the tour when we arrived at Pigalle. Okay? If you don't know Pigalle, it's the area where the Moulin Rouge is. So we can say that this area is a bit sexy, a bit erotic, maybe even. Especially for a 10-year-old. Um, <laughs> but it was part of the tour. I remember as we were moving along, the driver shouted, Oh, look, if you see on the left, uh, there is a prostitute. Oh, I had never seen a prostitute before. So I was really intrigued. Intrigued means interested in... Uh, because this was very 
very new for me. Um, I don't remember if I really knew what a prostitute was at 10 years old. Um, but I remember her face very clearly. Um, she was blonde and she had a big fur jacket on. And I just remember thinking, wow, I really want that jacket because it was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful jacket. I'm I'm also very blessed because I have a very photographic memory. So a lot of these stories that I have literally feel like I just experienced them today. Ah, and a little side note again. There was also one time that I made the mistake of calling fries French fries in France. Wow. Uh, just FYI, don't, <laughs> do not do that. You may receive some French anger, uh, whether it be getting yelled at, having a baguette thrown at your head. Um, just avoid saying French fries because they are not French. Most likely from Belgium, so just call them fries. Um, sometimes people call them freedom fries, which I guess is okay as well. Not really sure how they react to that, but just don't call them french fries. So that was basically my trip in a nutshell. In a nutshell means that was the basic idea. That was the, the whole story in a small amount of time. I kind of felt like an adult after the trip because I really experienced so many things. Um, it was huge. This trip really, really changed my life. But now let's fast forward a bit or go into the future. Now I'm 18 years old and I just suffered a terrible car accident. Now, because of the car accident, I was presented with an opportunity to travel again because of compensation I received from the accident. So when I was 19, I basically had most of my body healed. And I decided to go see a girl that I had an online crush on for about a year in Germany. So... Um, crush is to like somebody, but maybe not so much, but enough to say, I want to know you more. Can we be together? Kind of thing. I was so nervous, but I was really ex excited. This was going to be my second trip out of the country, but it had been so long since the last one. Um, I was really, really nervous. So, and this was the time that uh, MySpace existed. So this was before Facebook. Um, and I was what we would call a MySpace whore, which basically means I was collecting friends to feel cool. I think I had about 10,000 friends. 
So I was MySpace whoring very well. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing a very good job. Um, and this is how I had started talking to this girl from Germany. Wow, was I nervous. Was this girl going to be the one? Definitely not, because it was a one-sided affair. One-sided affair means that both parties do not agree. One party thinks one thing, and the other thinks something different. In this case, it means I liked her, and she didn't like me. Um, but I didn't know that at that time. Uh, <laughs> and to be honest, I don't remember the flight because I ate a few Xanax. So Xanax are like a anxiety medication to sleep. So the first thing I remember was when I got off the plane and I went to go buy a drink and I bought a Fanta. Wow, I hated it so much. Oh my God, it was disgusting. Again, this is personal. Um, I'm not saying that... German Fanta is disgusting. It's just at the time, it was my first experience with it. And it was really different from what I used to. Maybe because it was healthier. I'm not sure. But it, to me, it was disgusting. I did not like it at all. Oh, and because there was less carbonation. So less bubbles in the drink. So... This girl and her friend were waiting for me on the other side of the arrivals area. It was such a cool experience to meet someone after having talked to them online for over a year. But I can also say, after meeting her, I felt like I was catfished. Catfished, if you don't know, is when you go to meet someone and they don't look like the pictures at all or they are just a completely different person so it was the same person but she did not look like her pictures no 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 but anyways the three of us went into the city with her friend's car and i remember just being in awe being surprised of everything because the streets, the cars, and the buildings were just so different. You had these little baby cars that could fit into tiny little baby spaces, which in the United States you never saw, because everything is so big. Now, when we got to her apartment, I brought all my things in. They had to go do some errands, so I was going to leave by myself to go grocery shopping. So she gave me a pair of keys, and we all parted ways. We all went in different directions. This was, by the way, in the middle of summer. And let's say that I was a bit out of shape. Possibly bordering being fat. I had some very epic side boob. Which means that you could see the boob from the side. Uh, because yes, I was chunky. Um, and... I had some very fat cheeks. And by cheeks, I mean the ones on my face. Who am I kidding? My, my butt cheeks were uh, quite fat as well. 
Um, I don't remember the actual temperature that day, but it was extremely hot. I was melting faster than an ice cube. As I walked to the supermarket, I knew it was going to be my holy place because I could just stick my head in the freezer. Because I mean, in general, in the US, most supermarkets are pretty cool on the inside. It's very, sometimes even chilly. So how bad could it be here? Or how different could it be here? I was crying inside walking around in that supermarket because it wasn't cold at all. Even the freezer wasn't that cold. It was so deep that the coolness wouldn't rise to my face. I couldn't handle this. I was dying. Walking back, everything was covered in sweat. Even the food, because I was literally dripping my sweat into the bags as I walked. It was grotesque. So absolutely disgusting. I was so perturbed because there wasn't an aircon in the apartment. So I knew it was going to be a brutal five days. As I approached the door and took out the keys to open it, I was presented with a brand new problem. So just new. The key would not fit into the hole. Was I at the wrong number? Did they change the locks on me? And I actually thought this. I actually thought they may have changed the locks. <laughs> I sat there for about five minutes trying to fit the key in and it just wouldn't. Finally, a German man came over uh, from a group that had been watching me struggle. <laughs> He turned the key upside down and put it in. Wow, did I feel stupid. Um, in the US, so this is my defense. <laughs> in the US, the keys are always put in the other way. So it never even crossed my mind. It never came to me to try another way. Um, so yeah, that was my first day, a lot of experiences, very hectic, very crazy for me. Now, if we fast forward to the next day, it was the UEFA Cup final. So this is um, European football or soccer in 2008 between Germany and Spain. This for me was more exciting than the first time I had eaten ice cream. The streets were covered with German flags. Everyone had on jerseys, and some were even painted with the flag over their whole body. I remember even seeing one girl who wasn't wearing a shirt or a bra, but painted the flag over her breasts. And something even crazier for me was to see that it was totally legal to drink in the streets anywhere at any time literally an alcoholic's dream which i was at the time i remember hearing things in the u.s like 
we have the most freedom in the world or we live in the freest country in the world. I already had my doubts from my first trip, but now they were confirmed. The match was incredible. Beer was getting thrown everywhere and the people were united in cheering on the German team. Now, although Germany lost that night, it was still one of the most epic days of my life. And the best part was it still wasn't over. We went down to the edge of the river in the city and people had started to line up bottles and kick them into the river, pretending to be the players from the match. Damn, did we have a lot of fun. But I actually broke one of my toes trying to kick a bottle of whiskey because I kicked the ground and not the bottle. I was very drunk when this happened. So yes, my toe was completely destroyed. So the five days that I was there, I had experienced so much. I had even met a group of guys that invited me to come back and stay with them. Of course, if I wanted. But I had to go back to regular life for a while, which was going to community college, which is in community college is kind of like before normal college, if you didn't get good enough grades or for people who also just want to get a specific type of degree that they don't need to go to normal college or university. So it was so hard for me to focus in school. I just kept thinking about living over in Germany and maybe that my future wasn't in the US. And actually right before Christmas of the same year, I dropped out of school. So I left school and moved over to Germany to start my life over completely. I didn't know what I was going to do there. All I knew is that I wanted a new life and I wanted it to be in cold, wet Western Germany. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. Um, I always love a blast from the past. A blast from the past is to have a memory from the past come. It's always nice to have some nostalgic moments. So I hope you have an amazing week and weekend. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.